you know how you, a lot of these influencers they they talk about how they were like you know entrepreneurs when they were really young where they were like you know had a lemonade stand and they were like yeah. you know uh, uh, they had like this hustle going on at you know garage sales and I didn't I didn't go through anything nothing like that. Very interesting conversation I had with Scott on the weekend. I already filled you in, but I'm going to fill you in again. Mm-hmm. His girl um, was not under the impression that or she was shocked at my statement of when I was telling her not statement but uh, conversation with Scott or somebody else maybe that she overheard I can't remember that um, you know I had like multiple jobs when I was growing up I got to a point where I had to park my car because I couldn't afford my insurance on it you know not for a really long extended period of time but you know I had to do it and uh, she was she was shocked in in hearing that because she had thought, and maybe not her, or maybe people had told her around town that I had come from money. And that's not the first time that I've heard that. Mm-hmm. There's been like posts online and on some YouTube and you know even Instagram that <clears throat> you know I come from money. I got um, I got a. Uh, um, what do you call that when like some a trust fund? Yeah, or, like uh, what, do you, what do you even when someone dies? What do you call that? Yeah, that I got an inheritance. Wow, that was tough. Uh, that I got an inheritance from my grandfather, yeah. and my my grandfather was like pretty poor. So, um, and and my dad was you know pretty poor growing up too, and my mom was outrageously poor growing, like really poor growing up, coming from Portugal. So it's really it was really weird hearing that, and I'm not exactly sure why. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call Scott and and see if he knows why she had thought that. Hmm. Hey, hey, you know, on the weekend, remember uh, I'm talking here with Scott. Remember Olivia was mentioning that she she had thought or she had heard that I had come from money. Remember that? Uh, kind of. Is that like the where where did she get that from? I don't know. I'd have to ask her. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Because when she, when she, what? Want me to ask her? Why are you with her? No, later. Yeah, I would, I would want you to ask her because I'm kind of, I'm very curious to know, um, because people have made posts on some of my stuff on social media that like I got an inheritance or that my, I, I come from money, and uh, I don't remember if she had said that she thought that when we were talking and I had mentioned like I had like all these jobs and you know I saved up all my money to do what I did and that's how I got started but I don't remember if and she was shocked when I said that and I don't remember if she said that she had heard that or that's what just what she simply thought you know what I'm saying yeah I know what you're talking about I don't remember either yeah yeah okay Uh, ask her let me know I'll get back to you yeah okay bye yeah so it, it was it was a really interesting um conversation and um I don't know why it people feel the need well i actually i i do know why people feel the need to uh um say that about other people where they've you know come from money or they got an inheritance or whatever it makes them feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. it makes them feel that when they're comparing somebody that's in a different position that they are to provide an excuse for why they got there so that it makes you know it uh i guess it 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 comforts their ego Mm -hmm. it's easier for them to accept the fact that they didn't earn it on their own because if they earned it on their own then that means that 
they also could do the same thing, yeah. but they lack the desire, the discipline, the determination, the perseverance to do it themselves. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Didn't she mention to you that like uh, she'd love to hear in one of your videos about like a little more details of the early days? Yeah, she did. So, um, yeah, and I th- and I feel like I've I've communicated this, which is why. And she said that she watches our stuff, and that's why I'm a little bit shocked that she doesn't know. Maybe it's because we do talk a lot about from 18 years old onwards, 22 years old years old onwards, mm-hmm. but maybe like how you were growing up because you have, for example... This is what we were talking about. I was talking... I I remember now. What I was talking about was how I was not like this before. Mm. That's what it was. I remember this now. Okay. So the conversation was going in such a way that she she wasn't shocked to hear... um, that you built it on your yeah, own. Yeah, she wasn't shocked to hear that. I, I, she knows that. She was shocked to hear that I wasn't always like this. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And um, the reason why I was saying that was because I, I, I never, you know how you, a lot of these influencers, they, they talk about how they were like, you know, entrepreneurs when they were really young, where they were like, you know, had a lemonade stand and they were like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, they had like this hustle going on, at, you know, garage sales and, you or know, even like Elon, Gary Elon Musk's that story of uh, selling that uh, game uh, program for like a million dollars at 12 years old. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's right. Another so, like kind of prime. Yeah. Example. So so I I I didn't I didn't go through anything. Nothing like that. Literally, when I was really young, um, I always had this. Uh, I was always like a hustler, but in a different way and it was always i had this pride of work ethic Mm -hmm. going on ever since i was young whenever i had you know these little like outdoor jobs to do for my parents or you know cutting the grass or you know doing things for my grandfather in his backyard or whatever i always what sorry you said doing things to your grandfather did i say doing things to my grandfather (laughs) okay so doing things for you say it again (laughs) So I always had this, uh, you know, work ethic. <laughs> so I, I, ever since I was a little, I, I was young, I always had this um, desire to almost like prove it. <laughs> no, holy fuck, this is going nowhere just, just, quick. Just keep talking through it. Yeah, keep talking through it. it doesn't even matter. I, actually, yeah. somebody made a comment on YouTube where it was like, that was hilarious about the banana cream pie shit. That's on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, Connor <laughs> left it in. So anyways... Um, <laughs> oh my God. and you're like, I don't even care. I'm just going to keep on going and I'm just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I always had this, uh, desire to like prove a work ethic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like I was saying, I always, I, I would always try to prove it for whoever I was doing work for. Mm-hmm. And that translated right over into, uh, when I was even like eight years old or nine or 10 years old or whatever, doing the Windsor star papers mm. where um, I'd always try to like beat my record of how long it would take me uh, to, to finish my route. And then it got to the point where an adjacent route had quit. And then I convinced the Windsor star to give me that route as well. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to originally do it because they didn't think that I could finish it in time. And I was able to do the same, my route 
and the other route in the same time that it took the other person to finish their one route. Do you I, think that you were born with this work ethic or do you think that was kind of instilled in you from like your parents and grandparents from a young age? Like what did, what do you, where do you think it came from? Do you think it came from like how they talked to you and maybe how they disciplined or rewarded work ethic? Where, yeah. where do you think it originated? I, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. It, it's really weird to like when I, when I, when I think back, not that it's weird, but I, I don't exactly know where it came from, but my mom, especially my mom, she has a a, a crazy work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point she was working two jobs. She was like, um, what was she doing? Like nursing and working like midnights at like Tim Hortons or something. Like she had, and she, she was working. She always, my mom always works like sixteen hours a day. Like mm-hmm. legitimately, from from as as long as I can remember, my mom has been. You know, like for example, I called her earlier. Remember, I like, woke, oh, you weren't in here. I woke her up, mm-hmm. but it was like fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. It's because she worked like twenty hours last night. Wow. Yeah. So she she works like so she was like sleeping in the afternoon because she's got to go back in for afternoon shift today. She's a nurse, right? Yeah, and she she's got to go back in for afternoon shift, and she's got to she and she's working nights tonight, mm. so she only sleep like four hours today. Wow. So. My, and, but she's been doing shit like that forever, mm-hmm. like literally forever. And um, does she love it, or like what? What do you think is her kind of driving? Like financial stability. Yeah, yeah. So, um, because she was outrageously poor growing up, mm-hmm. so my mom grew up in like literally a house with like fucking twelve people in it, the size of this office. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. So that's not even like an exaggeration. And uh, super poor growing up. Um, and uh, I remember from early on, my mom and my grandmother specifically would always mention uh, that life will be a lot easier if you have money, a lot easier, and to always work as much as you can. And they would always tell me to save my money. Mm-hmm. And originally when I was younger, that's what I did do is I saved as much money as I possibly could until an opportunity though came up. And then that's when I bought the condos in the Goyo. I bought the 14 condos. Mm-hmm. So I went a little bit of a different route than they were telling me to, to go where just put your money all in the bank. They would always say that shit, put all your money in the bank. So I went a different route. I put my money in the bank until I had an opportunity to come up and then I used it because mm-hmm. the, the bank, if you keep your money in the bank, it's going to, it's a, it's a fast track for, losing value on your, on your, on your money or your Mm -hmm. capital or whatever. But anyways, they had always, I I always knew from an early, early age that, you know, um, given that my parents, my dad's family was also, you know, not well off at all. My mom's family, especially in Portugal. And even in the beginning years of them coming into Canada were extremely poor, extremely poor. And, um, they had always, you know, I had always seen my mom working like crazy hours, crazy hours, crazy hours. And then my dad always, you know, my dad didn't necessarily work crazy hours, but my dad would, would work and then he'd come home and then, you know, hobby shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like he'd be working on the house or he'd be doing this or doing that. And, uh, but my dad always had like a reputation at GM for doing great quality work. Mm. So, which oddly enough, he was in like the, the, uh, like the, I think they call it the quality department or whatever. And, um, so they did, they, they did instill probably something inherently in me, but, uh, they never, they were never like pounding it in me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe it was something that 
maybe I was born with it given my background that my mom's, you know, an, an immigrant, my dad's family was not well off. And I always knew that I wanted to not grow up in those kind of conditions mm -hmm. or go into, you know, young adulthood in those conditions. But, but at the same time too, um, I, I didn't take a lot of things serious when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, early on, yeah, when I had jobs, I would work really hard, but it's not like I was dying to go to work. The reason why I wanted to go to work was because I wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. It's not because I enjoyed work. You know what I'm saying? And then on the flip side of that, when like, you know, I looked up to my grandfather. So when he asked me to do certain things, you know, in the yard or help him with certain things, yeah, there we go. Eh? So when, when when he would ask me to do things for him, there you, go. Uh, you know, I I wanted to make him proud as a you know younger mm -hmm. on and and be like wow he you know have him tell people like he's such a great worker and he would do that right and then when when uh, um I took over the paper routes people were always, you know, complimenting me on how early I got them the papers. I was always on time. I was always so quick, you know, stuff like that. So then when I started doing that, people would start tipping me more. So mm -hmm. then I kept that up. And then even when I got to GM, um, you know, that whole story about me being on the line, you know, I would always do like as much work as possible, as, as humanly good as possible and as humanly quick as possible so that, I would do really three things at GM. Number one, I would, um, I would do the the best job that I could on on the line and have as little screw ups as possible. Number two, there was these little satellite assembly things where you would have to like maybe um, you know add springs to like some sort of part on on this on a side assembly off the line. Mm -hmm. I would finish that job as much as as quick as possible and then when i would finish that job i would go around the line asking if anybody wanted to go home mm -hmm. so i would finish the job maybe like an hour and a half to two hours early and then i go around and see if anybody wanted to go home early so that i could finish their job and i didn't have to do that i could have sat off the line in the break room and and do that but because of that the other the other uh um workers like the full-timers loved having me there right. because I'd relieve them. And then the foremans would love having me there because I'd never fuck up and I'd finish my job. And all of the other uh, workers loved having me there. So it would make the foreman's job easier mm -hmm. simply even because I was there. And then what I would do is sometimes I'd go and when I wasn't scheduled, I'd go to GM and I'd actually sit there in the lunchroom or off the, or off the lunch, not in the lunchroom, but like a little area off the lunchroom that you could sit on or whatever when the line's down. And I'd sit there um, or I'd go around the line asking people if they wanted to go home and not work. And I would, I, I was already there so they wouldn't even call anybody in. Mm -hmm. So I would simply clock in and I'd have a shift even when I wasn't even when I wasn't scheduled. So I always had this like burning desire to, you know, do really great, you know, perform really great quality work and to do it quick and to do it efficiently and, and to, to be, you know, a powerhouse worker work ethic, but I never had aspirations to own my own business. And I mm -hmm. think that that's where Scott's girl was, was going with that mm -hmm. is, is, um, my mindset changed 
when I realized that all my friends are graduating with degrees. They're all going to have these great jobs. I dropped out. I already knew that I wasn't cut out for school. And really my only option was to maybe like at that point in time, I didn't even know that, you know, to do a supplement or to, to own a supplement company or start a supplement brand or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, I'm going to start in real estate and it's going to take me 20 years, but in 20 years, I'm going to be able to, you know, you know, have all this financial freedom over and above even somebody with a degree because I'm going to do it smart. I'm going to do it efficiently and I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can at it and take those same principles and apply it to whatever I'm doing on my own mm-hmm. and it ended up working. But I think what she was referring to is not realizing that I didn't have this mindset from the very beginning. Cause I didn't, if anything, I had a mindset of like, I was kind of like a, I wasn't motivated to, it was, it's, it's really weird when I was in the setting and working, I was very motivated to do a great job, but I wasn't motivated to go to work. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I wasn't motivated to be in school. That was another thing too. I was never motivated to do a great job in school, which is really weird. You know, I'm a smart guy, so I would get good grades when, I, especially when I tried. Mm-hmm. But but I would never. I was never like in school being like, oh man, I got to get like straight A's. I was never that guy. So it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I to be honest with you, I think it all came down to when I started realizing what was extremely attractive to women after the girlfriend that I had at the time had broken up with me. Mm -hmm. And Scott and I went through this like revelation about, you know, how to be the type of person that would attract the highest quality and the highest status woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And upon doing my research or, you know, whatever, or looking internally and looking externally at, at what those characteristics are that women truly want, it's, it's somebody, it's a high status man that is, is living to their fullest potential mm-hmm. and trying to produce an environment around them to allow others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to do that, it wasn't going to be in an employee type of scenario because I wasn't able to really get a job where I was able to utilize my skills because at that point in time, I had no credibility whatsoever. And really the only way for me to do anything was to take it upon myself to create that environment for me. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that's when my life started to shift. So it wasn't prior to that, I simply wanted money because it was instilled in me that my life would be easier with it because my parents were poor growing up and I understood that concept. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I understood the concept. And when I was in a position uh, to be put to work, I was a workhorse Mm -hmm. and that's it. So I think she was really shocked to hear that. Not that I didn't come from money or this and that. It was, it was, it was simply that I didn't always have this mentality and mindset. And when I look back, it was that that breakup was the pivotal point in my life where I legitimately woke up and I said, okay, this is it. I need to change. 
uh, if I'm going to, you know, have the lifestyle I want and attract the woman that I want. Mm-hmm. That is going to have, my whole life is going to have to change. And that's what, that's what I did. 